In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. If you remember exactly two weeks ago, we read the same readings of today. So I like to explain first the repetition, why we are repeating the same readings. Two weeks ago was the fifth Sunday of the Coptic month, Tuba. Usually, any month has four Sundays. But when there is fifth Sunday, we consider this fifth Sunday is a blessing from God. So usually the church reads readings regarding blessing. And the best reading regarding the blessing is the miracle of feeding the multitude from five loaves and two fish. So when we read this reading exactly two weeks ago, because it was the fifth Sunday of Tuba. So there is extra Sunday. So we read uh, the readings of blessing, feeding the multitude from five loaves and two fish. But there is a curriculum for the readings of Sunday. The first three months in the Coptic year, Tut, Bab, and Hatur, the church speaks to us about the uh, love of God the Father. Then the second three months in the Coptic year, Kiah, Tuba, and Amshir, we are now in Amshir, today is the second Sunday of Amshir, the church speaks about the grace of his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. In these three months in which the church addressed the grace of the Son of God, in Kiyak, the church speaks to us about the incarnation of the Son of God. And I'm sure you know that at the end of Kiyak, we celebrate the Feast of Nativity. Then Tuba, the church speaks to us about the sacrament of uh, baptism. Especially during the month of Tuba, we celebrate the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Feast of Epiphany. Then Amshir, this month, the church speaks to us about the sacrament of communion. We call it also Eucharist. Eucharist from Greek word Eucharistia, which means the sacrament of thanksgiving. So, in the four Sundays of Amshir, the church speaks to us about the sacrament of communion. If you remember last Sunday, the Gospel from John chapter 6, don't labor for the food that perishes, but labor for the food that pertains to eternal life. God will provide for what you eat, what you drink, what you wear. Don't worry about this. But you need actually to focus 
on the food that came down from heaven. Communion. Because this actually will get you into the eternal life. He who eats my body and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him and I will raise him in the last day. John chapter 6. That's the first Sunday. Don't labor for the food that perishes, but labor for the food that pertains to eternal life. Today, through the miracle of feeding the multitude, the church is telling us two messages. The first message, don't worry about what you eat and what you drink. God will provide. You can see here how God fed more than 5,000 men from five loaves and two fish. Don't worry. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you. Also, this miracle, in a symbolic way, it is a symbol of the communion. As God fed the multitude from the five loaves and two fish, also he feeding us spiritually on his body and on his blood. That's why although this miracle was mentioned in the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but the church chose today the text from John, John chapter 6. Why? Because in the same chapter he spoke about Eucharist. So St. John, when he wrote chapter 6, actually he connected in a hidden way between this miracle and the Eucharist, in which the Lord said, unless you eat my, my body and drink my blood, you have no eternal life abiding in you. The next Sunday, God willing, the third Sunday of Amshir, you will hear how the Lord explicitly speaking that I am the bread who came down from heaven. Your fathers ate the manna, the manna, the bread that God sent to the fathers in Sinai from heaven, but they are dead. But he who eats my body and drinks my blood will live forever. This next Sunday. And the last Sunday, when the Lord entered the house of Zacchaeus. So, in the same way as the Lord entered the house of Zacchaeus and said, today salvation has come to this house, in the same way, when we eat his body and drink his blood, salvation comes to me. Given for us, as we say in the confession, for salvation, remission of sins, and eternal life to those who partake of him. So, the theme of this month, Coptic month, Amshir, is Eucharist. Don't labor for the food that perishes, but labor for the food that pertains to eternal life. God will feed you what you eat and what you drink and what you wear, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added to you. The food 
that pertain to eternal life is the bread that came down from heaven. Our Lord Jesus Christ, his body and his blood. And then, as the Lord entered the house of Zacchaeus and gave salvation to this house, this body and blood given for salvation, remission of sins, and eternal life to those who partake of him. That's why also you can see the readings of today, um, the from the Purim letter, from the letter to Hebrews, chapter, chapter 3, St. Paul was comparing between Moses as a servant in the tabernacle of meeting and the Lord Jesus Christ as our high priest in his own house, the church. And as a high priest, he offered his own body. He did not offer an animal sacrifice. He offered his own body. And thus, he made us partakers with him. As you heard today, for we have partakers of Christ. We have partakers of Christ by partaking of his body and his blood. Also, in the Catholic letter, uh, he is speaking about uh, how you build your say, yourself spiritually. So he is say, saying, building up your, uh, yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And all these things actually are uh, fulfilled in the divine liturgy. We call this sacrament the sacrament of godliness. Uh, he instituted for us this great mystery of godliness. The Greek word that's translated godliness, met efsevis. This word actually can be translated into godliness or can be translated into doctrine, religion, dogma. And it's very interesting that the same word means godliness and means uh, dogma or doctrine or religion because you cannot live a godly life unless you have the sound doctrine and you are following the true faith that's why St. Jude call it build yourself on your most holy faith most holy faith all the people have different beliefs. And any belief is called faith. But not every faith is the most holy faith. Believing in the truth is the most holy faith. And you cannot build yourself 
except on the most holy faith. That's why we cannot have communion, unity, except with those who have the most holy faith. This sacrament is a sacrament of unity, communion, union. But nobody can partake of it unless those who have the most holy faith, the true faith, the sound doctrine. And by partaking of his body and his blood, actually, that's how we build ourselves. Because your faith that this is his body and his blood means you believe in the incarnation, God became man. You believe in the redemption and crucifixion. You believe in the resurrection. For each time you eat from this body and drink from the, uh, this cup, you proclaim my death, confess my resurrection, and remember me till I come. And thus you keep yourself in the love of God. And you will be looking for the mercies of God unto eternal life. As we're going to chant in a few minutes and say, according to your mercy, O Lord, and not according to our sins. And the book of Acts, from Acts chapter 20, the beautiful story about this young man who slept during the sermon of uh, St. Paul and fell from the third story and died. Then Paul said to the people, don't worry, his life is in him. Now when he had come up, had broken bread, broken bread, communion, Eucharist, and eaten and they brought the young man in alive and they were not a little comforted. Meaning, St. Paul, he, uh, Saint Luke, the author of the book of Acts, made a beautiful connection between the resurrection of Eutychus and communion. When he broke the bread, this, which communion Eucharist, this young man rose from the dead. Because when we eat from his body and drink from his blood, that's actually participation in the suffering of Christ and also in his resurrection. Actual participation. Because his body will be my body. His blood will be my blood. Then in him, I am crucified with him. In him, I rose from the dead. So, the literal application of this verse in Philippi, that I may know him and the fellowship of his resurrection and the power of his suffering, literally, it's applied in the Eucharist. When we partake from his body and his blood. We are partakers in his suffering and in his resurrection. In uh, one of the fractions that we 
pray during the feast of St. Mary and the angels, it starts, Behold, today, Emmanuel, our God, is with us on this table. Yes, God, all the time he is with us. But in a bodily manner, he is with us on this table today in every divine liturgy. There is a hymn that the deacon chant during the distribution of communion called the bread of life. They say in this hymn, the cherubim and the seraphim stand around you, but they cannot behold you because they cover their faces. But we behold you every day on the altar. Not only beholding him, but partaking of his body and his blood. And if we are in fellowship with the Son, definitely we are in fellowship with the Father and the Holy Spirit. Because the Son and the Father and the Holy Spirit are one. So in communion, we have also fellowship with the Holy Trinity. As John wrote in his first letter, chapter 1, we are writing to you that you, that you may have fellowship with us, but our fellowship is with the Son and the Father and the Holy Spirit. So in communion, there is fellowship in the suffering and resurrection of Christ. We have Christ, Emmanuel, our God, present bodily with us on the altar, and we have a fellowship with the Holy Trinity. Also, uh, I remember when I was little, and uh, I used to and I used to spend and used to spend uh, summer uh, some of the summer vacation in Upper Egypt. I remember that. Uh, on, on Saturday, the person who makes urban actually goes to the houses of the believers and collect some bread, some flour from each uh, house. And from this uh, flour, he makes the urban. So, in my thinking as a little boy, why actually he goes to all these houses? Why, for example, this Sunday he will go take the amount of flour from one house, next week another house, etc. But the psalm of today explain the answer to this. The psalm of today give to the Lord, O families of the people, give to the Lord the glory and strength, give to the Lord the glory due his name, Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. So, when I offer flower, and this house offer flower, and this house offer flower, and from all this flower, 
this urbana that will become the body of Christ is made, then all of us who are represented in this urbana. That's why you offer one bread, not many. Because all of us, as St. Paul said in his letter to the Corinthians, all of us who are one bread, and Christ is the head. That's why when Abuna breaks the, the body, actually Abuna divided into 13. Why 13? It's Christ, and surrounded by 12, 12 represent the 12 disciples, which represent the church. He is the head and who are his body. That's why when we come to the church, we come with our offering to the church. And in every divine liturgy, there is a, a litany for the oblation. Remember, O Lord, those who brought to you these gifts. So we come with our gifts, bring an offering and come into his court. That's the psalm of today. Bring an offering and come into his court. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Also, the same readings, all of us, we listen to the same readings. So we'll have one mind. So the unity, not only through partaking from the same cup and from the same body, but also by having the same mind. All of us, we listen to the same reading. So as the Lord said, you are pure because of the words I've spoken to you. By listening to the same readings, all of us, we have the same mind and also we become purified. And after the reconciliation prayer, the deacons will say, greet one another with a holy kiss. Because through the reconciliation, we are united with each other. You cannot reconcile with God if you are, we are not in unity with one another. That's why the Lord said, if you bring your offering to the church, and then you remembered there is something between you and your brother, leave your offering. Go first, reconcile with your brother, then come and bring your offering. That's why in the beginning of the liturgy of the believers, the church wants to make sure that everyone is reconciled. The deacon says, greet one another with a holy kiss. This greeting, this part is very important element and essential in, in our uh, divine liturgy. And actually, after we stop it for some time because of the pandemic, uh, we agreed maybe four or five months ago that we need to restore the holy kiss in the divine liturgy because it is an essential element in the uh, divine liturgy. And also, there is participation in, in chanting uh, in, in the responses of the people, it's not right that one deacon leads the responses or just the deacons and the people uh, just listen. 
You cannot be an observant. We are not in a theater here and just you watch what's happening. You are a participant. Participating in, in singing and chanting is very, very important. And also participating in prayer. Every time when the deacon say, pray for the peace of the church, pray for the salvation of the world, this is an instruction to all of us. And we need to lift up our hearts and we pray. Pray for the salvation of the church, peace of the church, salvation of the world. So this participation in prayer actually will make our unity through the Eucharist real unity. So the church actually today explained to us how uh, as the Lord fed the multitude from the five loaves and two fish, he is is also willing to feed us from his body and his blood and uh, this actually our uh, spiritual nourishment, our spiritual food that will pertain into eternal life. Uh, just before I conclude uh, the sermon, I, I made a mistake, I want to correct it. Actually, I confused the readings of this Sunday, uh, Sunday with the previous Sunday the Pauline, the Catholic, and the Praxis. But today is from Hebrew chapter 7. It spoke about Malki Sadiq, the high priest, and also our Jesus Christ, who is high priest. That's the Pauline letter of today. And uh, the Catholic letter from Second John uh, chapter 1, uh, when also he spoke that some of your children, he said to Kerea, some of your children walking in truth. And I have explained the importance of having the sound doctrine, met FCVs, means the truth and also, or the sound doctrine and also godliness. You cannot have godly life if you are away from the truth. And also the uh, Pauline, uh, the Ibraxis, is about uh, how uh, St. Paul went to Jerusalem in order to celebrate the feast in Jerusalem when he told them, uh, by all means, I want to keep this coming feast in Jerusalem, because this was the custom, people to go to the church, to the temple in the Old Testament to celebrate the feast. And actually, every Sunday we celebrate the resurrection by coming to uh, the church and celebrate the Eucharist. Uh, so just I want to make this correction. May the Lord actually help us to understand the depth of this sacrament, Eucharist, and the depth of uh, having fellowship with one another and having fellowship with the Holy Trinity. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. Let us say, Lord,